Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receivers Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both went over a thousand yards last season. But which one should you be buying and which one should you be selling in your dynasty leagues? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Magic. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Magic. Kate, today we are talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into the 2023 season uh, and which players you should be buying, selling, and holding as we get into the year, let's start with your favorite buy. Who is? It's got to be Chris Godwin. So, like, spoiler alert, buying Chris Godwin, selling Mike Evans. Chris Godwin had a 104 receptions last year. In 15 games played, average 6.9 receptions per game. That is only behind three three players, three pretty good wide receivers who you might have heard of. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyree Kill. Uh, those are the only players with a minimum of 10 games played to have averaged more receptions per game. Yep. Chris Godwin, he is consistent uh, on a week-to-week basis because of that volume. Um, and like, what's probably most encouraging here is that um, you, know, you don't necessarily have uh, some stability at the quarterback position, I'd argue. So I'm going to roll with a guy that can can produce on volume as opposed to that efficiency that sometimes has, um, you know, helped bolster Mike Evans, even though, um, you know, like the catch rates have been low. He can make big plays that kind of make up for that. Chris Godwin, we don't have that issue. He has fantastic yards after the catch ability, which like we were even able to see that in his return from a torn ACL last mm-hmm. year had a hamstring issue upon return and still dominated this season. Like if this is what he could do uh, post 104 receptions in his return from not just a torn ACL, but like a late torn ACL um, I'm going to take Chris Godwin all day. And like, it feels like he's been in the league for about forever. literally forever he's 27 years old he just turned 27 years old um i just think like he is really undervalued for for what you get in terms of consistency and production yeah there's a lot of different things we can discuss here let first of all i think it's fair to assume now that he's going to be what a full year you know year and a half removed from the acl injury that he's going to be more explosive you mentioned the age He's still going into the prime of his career. Like this season should be one of the best seasons. And then you mentioned the hamstring injury. He he got hurt in week one, came back, I think it was week five. And from that point on, he averaged over 70 receiving yards per game. And that type of production is really, really good. And it's really reliable and it's bankable week to week. My issue with Chris Godwin is the price. Um, He's still being drafted pretty high. He's being drafted as wide receiver 22. I like quite a few receivers behind him because I'm just worried about the overall volume. Like we saw Tampa Bay throw the ball like crazy last year. And with a new offensive coordinator, with with not Tom Brady under center, 
Is the pie just going to get a lot smaller in the offense? That's my biggest concern. I see. I I don't share that same concern because I do. I think Chris Godwin is the the centerpiece of this offense, and I think he's the most uh, like like Mike Evans. I'm I'm going to need to to count on Baker Mayfield's ability to to deliver that ball. The way they utilize Chris Godwin. They're just getting the ball in his hands, and then we can. See I do what he think does he fits Baker Mayfield better, like because I think he, I mean, obviously Goblin's going to play in a slot, right? And Baker's pretty good at throwing to slot receivers. I do think that makes, I do, I think that makes a lot of sense together. The most success we ever saw from a wide receiver with Baker Mayfield was Jarvis Landry. Yeah, um, average uh, almost twelve fantasy points per game with Jarvis Landry, and or Jarvis Landry averaged almost 12 fantasy points per game with Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, which, and we know Baker Mayfield struggled, struggled uh, to produce fantasy assets. And it, I think the role fits for Chris Godwin. Um, but Marcus, you mentioned the price. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that that is a price that's, that's non-negotiable for you. Well, I, um, I'll say this morning I went to look at Chris Godwin's price because I haven't checked in on a while. So I wanted to see where he was being drafted among receivers because frankly, I was going to kind of make him my buy. And I thought, Oh, if I can get him around wide receiver 30, 32, I'm in wide receiver 22 feels expensive because these are the receivers that are going behind him in startup drafts. Jordan Addison. I'll take Jordan Addison all day. Terry McLaurin, Brandon, Ayuk, Quentin Johnson, Jerry, Judy, Calvin Ridley, Traylon Burks, I'd rather have all those guys than Chris Goblin. I I think what you're banking on, though, is like any of those picks hitting. And I don't know that none of those picks feel like a guarantee. You know exactly what you are getting when you I draft. I feel pretty confident Terry. in Terry McLaurin, to be honest, because they're they're basically the same age. Uh, and I know Do you that think Terry McLaurin has the same ceiling for fantasy that Chris Godwin does, because I don't. No, probably not. And that's that's my tiebreaker right there. It, like the ceiling, because it, you know, like for as high as the the ceiling has been for a player like Mike Evans, even Chris Godwin, it, he's had that similar ceiling because of the volume. And it, like again, I I just don't see that changing anytime soon. All indications are that this is a team that is going to generate touches, get the ball in his hands, and then let him make plays after the catch, which we know he's incredibly talented at doing. That's what I'm banking on there. And I I don't think, you know, Terry McLaurin, excellent, excellent, excellent real-life wide receiver. My issue comes when we're actually looking at the ceiling for fantasy. Cause I think again, you're getting 27 year old Chris Godwin, who's got a much higher yep. ceiling. We, we know his ceiling is top five. Like, I don't know if anymore he has that just because of the quarterback situation. Let's, let's run through some recent trades. Okay. Cause I want your thoughts here. Uh, according to dynasty league football, we've got quite a few one Oh eight in this year's draft for Chris Godwin straight up. I'll take Chris Godwin. Okay, Chris Godwin, then for a 2024 second-round pick, I'm assuming you're taking Chris Godwin there Smash as well. Smash Chris Godwin. A 2024 first-round pick for Chris Godwin. Definitely, it depends on on where that pick Let's assume is. it's mid to late. 
I'll take Chris Godwin. See, I think I, I think I would take the pick there. Damian Pierce. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'll probably roll with Pierce, uh, especially if I'm a, a running back needy team. Uh, and the last one, Chris Godwin for a 2024 second round pick in Gabe Davis. Smash Chris Godwin. See, I'll take Gabe Davis all there. So we just have a little bit of a differing opinion. Uh, you, I think you like the safety of Chris Godwin plus the potential ceiling. I'm just worried about that pie getting a little bit smaller. And Kate, I kind of like the next receiver that we're going to talk about, Mike Evans, uh, who is a sell for you. We'll discuss that when we get back. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, New customers can get a no-sweat first bet worth up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you can bet on the NBA Finals, which start on Thursday night. Uh, I kind of like the Nuggets, too. They may be sweet. Sorry, Jimmy Butler. Uh, There's no better place to bet on all the NBA playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and get a no-sweat first bet worth up to $2,500 that is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen of the day. Every day on Monday's show, Kate and I are going to be talking about the Arizona Cardinals and which players you should be buying from that offense now that DeAndre Hopkins is gone. So make sure you tune in for that. Kate, I want to ask you about your sell, who is Mike Evans, because again, I think we're going to have a little bit of a different opinion here why are you selling Mike Evans? Mike Evans, again, we, we talk about like reliability. You know what you're going to get with Mike Evans? You're going to get 1,000 receiving yards because he's never not had 1,000 receiving yards. Yes. Uh, don't know. Little, little uh, not often talked about stat, quote unquote. Uh, but the issue with Mike Evans, it, it literally comes down to the floor for fantasy football because it's it is quite low and like the, the end of season ranks for Mike Evans, they always feel a little bit better because we know that we have these big gigantic boom games. Uh, Mike Evans last season, not a sustainable fantasy asset in any stretch of the imagination Um, finishes wide receiver 18, which like feels, you know, feels pretty fine, but he was literally a wide receiver one three times last year. Mm-hmm. He performed as a wide receiver one three times. The bulk of his games came as a wide receiver four or worse. Almost 50% of his games just killed you. That That's not sustainable on a week-to-week basis. And again, like we had... Uh, a 30-point game against the Chiefs in week four, a almost 50-point game uh, week seven, or, yeah, week 17 against the Cardinals, or against Panthers, the Panthers, right? holy yeah. smokes, yeah. Um, where he finishes the wide receiver one, had 207 yards, three touchdowns. That's fantastic, but you can't bank on that week to week. In the ceiling, Marcus, it's great, but it's not worth the floor to me. And I this is coming from somebody who, Mike Evans, one of my favorite NFL wide receivers love to watch him play, but for fantasy, especially with the questions of quarterback, I'm not sure I'm looking to buy right now. See, I am. And it's all because of the cost, right? You mentioned, um, you know, just how consistent he's going to be a thousand yards. Now it's going to be a little bit up and down week to week, especially now that they have Baker Mayfield. But 
to me, the difference in cost between Chris Godwin, again, going as wide receiver 22 and Mike Evans as wide receiver 38 is a little bit too big, right? And you can get, if you're in, a, in the league, and actually I'm in a couple of these where I just need wide receiver help and I'm, I've got a team that's somewhat ready to win now that can definitely be competitive, you can get him for nothing, right? I, I, I just saw a trade on Dynasty League football was Mike Evans for Elijah Moore straight up. Like, come on now. Mike Evans for the 207 in a rookie draft. I, I just think he is such an easy player to acquire right now for nothing. And I think you're going to get wide receiver three production every single week with maybe a little bit more if the connection with Baker works out. I think I'm buying, Kate. Oh, I like, I think the pricing is right. And it, I guess theoretically that makes him a buy, but like he is very team dependent for me. Do you, you think- need to have a team that is rock solid, reliable on, you know, a week to week basis. You need assets. If you're going to take this, this roller coaster that is going to be the Mike Evans roller coaster, you are very much going to need to, have some safety in, in the rest of your roster. Like you need to have the perfect roster for Mike Evans to be the final piece. Can, can I give you an example? I, and I, I hate to use specific leagues, but I'll, I'll tra- tell you a lead where I literally traded for him yesterday. My it's a start three receiver. You can start a receiver in a flex league. And my receivers were Cooper cup, Rashad Bateman, Cortland Sutton, and Alan Lazard and love, obviously love Cooper cup, but the other three guys are just so underwhelming and inconsistent so I sent a late second round pick in a rookie draft for Mike Evans, and I instantly feel so much better about my wide receiver core. I think that's the type of situation where you should go out and get Evans if you've got your anchor wide receiver, but you just kind of need somebody a little bit more reliable in that wide receiver two, wide receiver three spot. In my in my oh so humble opinion, like your roster, yes, Cooper Cup great anchor, right? Like that is a, that is one of these players that week to week, you know, exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get target volume. You're going to have a really safe floor, but I I still think you need some other, uh, you know, safety uh, outside of Mike Evans. Like I I think. Alan Lazard, is it a safety option for you? (laughs) No, like I think just generally speaking, like, yes, Mike Evans pair him, pair him with Cooper cup. Like that's, but it's still, I, I still think you need a little bit more from, from the rest of your guys. It, Marcus, the best, best two best seasons, any wide receivers have had with Baker Mayfield, throwing him the ball Jarvis Landry in 2019 OBJ and 2019. Now, mm. what do we think uh, in turn? Like how do we compare uh, you know, these assets to, to what we can project in 2020. Cause I Jarvis Landry in that season, uh, 2019 was the wide receiver 13, uh, on the entire season. Didn't miss any games. So that helped him out a little bit. Um, but on, like, meh. I know it's the, the, the upside just isn't there that it used to be with Mike Evans. And I, especially with Baker Mayfield. Now the double digit touchdown potential is just gone. Right. OBJ, you know, obviously, um, I think comps more for your your Mike Evans, right? Yeah, because he played receiver, on the outside. Yep. Wide receiver twenty six. Yeah, and that's probably what you're thinking of getting, right? That's a high end wide receiver three, right? 
but you can get him for nothing. Again, on Dynasty League football right now, here's some recent trades. 211 for Mike Evans. But that's the yeah, – you're talking I'll, about Cedric Tillman in that range, right? Rashi I mean, Rice. you're – yeah, it, that's that's you rolling the dice and yep. and hoping, you know, the, the late round value works out there. Um, here's another one. Mike Evans for DeAndre Hopkins, straight up. I'll take DeAndre Hopkins there. I'll take Mike Evans. DeAndre I think Hopkins you know, will have a team. DeAndre, he's going to have a team. Um, <laughs> yes. he, he's going to have a team. But like DeAndre Hopkins, I think regardless of landing spot, you know exactly what you're going to get out of DeAndre Hopkins for now. You're going to get production. Mike Evans, again, if if we even – you know, copy and paste last season, he's going to hurt you in your lineups more often than not. And I don't think that changes like, sure. If, if we're going to say Baker Mayfield is an upgrade to even Tom Brady at his worst, I still yeah. don't think that's true. All right. So again, we different opinions. That's okay. You're selling Mike Evans at wide receiver 38. I am buying because I again, I think he's going to have a thousand yard season and you can get it really cheap. Uh, We'll see. I want to hear your Mike Evans trade, so please send them in to us. Okay, let's talk about this backfield for Tampa Bay and what you should do because, holy cow, that's a, it's a rough situation. We'll discuss that when we get back. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about this backfield. Are you holding anybody here for Tampa Bay? I'll hold Rashad White, and honestly, it's it's not because he had a fantastic rookie season, was incredibly inefficient, as was the entire Bucks backfield, like the, yeah. the injuries that this uh, offensive line sustained last year didn't help anybody's case. Rashad White and Leonard Fournette both uh, averaged either 3.8 at 3.8 yards per attempt and 3.5 yards per attempt, respectively. Um, just some of the least efficient runners in this entire class. What is this uh, scoring potential going to be like in this offense? I don't know. But not good, I'll tell you. It's not going to be good. Um, but I do think, like, when you are looking at at running backs with potential for volume, it's really hard to find a a running back that costs less right now that is probably going to see the kind of volume that Rashad White is going to see on a week to week basis, even if that is inefficient. I am selling Rashad White so hard right now. I, I, <laughs> I can't. I look again. I looked up his price this morning on Dynasty League Football where he's being drafted, and I was shocked. Do you know where he's at? Uh, I see RB eighteen. That is dumb. Look at some of the running backs that are going <laughs> after him. Our guy Damian Pierce is RB twenty. Listen, we know Damian Pierce is going to get a ton of work in Houston, and we know he's good. I don't know either of those things for Rashad White. Explain that one to me. I, I don't I don't understand I don't, I don't understand that evaluation. Uh, I'll give you another there. one, even further down. And I know you're not as high at this guy as I am, but Isaiah Pacheco is RB twenty seven on the best offense in football, and the only player there that's going to be blocking him from touches is Jarek McKinnon, who they just resigned a couple of weeks ago. Clyde Edwards Solaire obviously isn't going to be a factor. I would just take Isaiah Pacheco. Over them, so if I can sell that, if I can trade them straight up, I would do that in a heartbeat. I think it's fair, and it, again, like this comes down to a a situation where I'm not looking to acquire. I'm definitely not looking to acquire him. I will 100 percent sell if the price is right. But 
again, when you're, not you're just looking, gonna give them away. Basically no, I'm not gonna saying. give him away. I'm not. I'm not in a desperate holding pattern to to get him off my team as soon as possible. But again, like looking at potential for touches, Marcus, how many how many running backs in the league, you know, barring any sort of health concerns, do you think have you know? potential for more touches this year than Rashad white. Cause I feel yeah, like the list many. isn't as in it, it. It's not very long, right? Like I, I just worry so much about like Tampa Bay couldn't run the ball last year. The offensive line got worse. In my opinion, um, the quarterback situation got worse. It's just, I, I, I envision in my brain, like a lot of these games of like 19 touches for 72 yards and no touchdowns. Right. I think you're going to have a a general uh, pretty safe floor because of those touch totals. But yeah, the ceiling's probably not super high. Yep. But unless again, this offense just completely outperforms mm-hmm. expectations, which it I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I I'm gonna just transition really quickly. One of the players that I want to buy from this offense is actually Baker Mayfield. You are to... insane. We do not see eye to eye on this team, sir. No, I, and I think that, I think that's awesome. One of the reasons why is because of the cost. He's going as QB thirty three, QB thirty four right now. So if you're in a super, <laughs> if you're in a super flex league, you can get a starting quarterback with absolutely no competition for a song right now. In fact, I saw a couple of super flex leagues. He was available in free agency. That's how little everybody thinks of Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I think now that the expectations are so low for Baker, we do know that he's got some really good, you know, wide receivers around him. Why not just put him on your roster? If it works out, you find out within three weeks, he's not going to produce anything. You move on. I, I think I'll take the chance that on former number one pick becoming passable again passable that like that's not what i want for my number one uh my former I know, number one overall just, pick it wasn't like tom brady was great last year and he still put up a ton of volume and he was still fantasy relevant i, I just wonder like if baker mayfield could be i think it's from all reports he's healthy now he likes this offense maybe he could be somebody who gives gives you 225 passing yards per game and a touchdown and a half who knows do you it, um, do you have any idea how many times Baker Mayfield has had more than 30 points in a game? Maybe once. Never. He's never scored more than 30. <laughs> yeah, but those offenses were holding him back, Kate. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the off. I, it, I named my dog Baker Mayfield. Or I named my dog Baker after Baker Mayfield. Like I love. He's scrappy. He's fun to watch. Um, Your dog but- or Baker? Uh, both actually, okay. um, <laughs> both, but like never finished ahead of QB 16. Like he's not, it, he, he can scramble. Um, he, I'll give him that, but like not, not a runner by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. not a good enough passer. I like, I'm so out on Baker Mayfield. Oh, I'm out on Baker Q- as a franchise quarterback. I'm just saying in terms of like, if you need like QB two production at a super cheap price, you can get Baker. Like it, 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 for example, in this league that you saw, um, like on waivers, that's yep. that's not a thing. But last year, Marcus, like yes, not a good, not a good offense here. But do you, it, Baker Mayfield averaged eleven fantasy points per game. Like 
that's it's not great. It's it's not it's not ideal. Again, I, I just I kind of like the situation for Baker because the expectations are so low, and because there is talent around him. Like this is a really good wide receiver core. Like we didn't even mention some of the other options that they have, including Russell Gage, Kate Otten in year two. I just won't be shocked if he becomes like in real life, like the 22nd best quarterback in the NFL this year. And that's going to have value. Like there's just nobody on this Tampa Bay roster. That's going to threaten him at all for snaps. And if you can find a starting quarterback, you know, for basically nothing, I'm interested. And that is my approach for it. I love, I'm just going to take that, that argument for Baker Mayfield and copy and paste it over to Rashad white. That's fair. And then, and then we can agree to disagree. Yeah, it's fair. The, this Tampa Bay <laughs> offense is something else. Uh, all right. That Never is thought it. I'd get this rowdy over Tampa yeah, Bay of I all mean, teams. But. I know. <laughs> uh, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Again, every day is on Monday show. Kate and I are going to be talking about the Cardinals. Somehow we managed to pick a worse franchise for Monday's show than Tampa Bay. I don't know how that was possible. Uh, but we'll be talking about some players that we want to buy, sell, and hold. So make sure you guys tune in for that. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Dynasty. Check us out on YouTube. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Magic. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. We will see you next time.